Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Again, come together for the return of the Final Word podcast tonight, Sunday, February 14th, blogtalkradio.com. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thank you to all the members of our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Final Word podcast, and our Twitter followers at the Final Word POD, who've kept the conversation going on social media as we have taken a year off the air. Remember, you can download our previous episodes here on Blog Talk Radio. And we are also available on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support. I'm Angel, the host of the Final Word Podcast. Listeners on blogtalkradio.com can call in tonight and share their thoughts on our discussion live at 347-826-7899. 347-826-7899. And let's see who gets the final word. I see callers already in our queue. Nice to see you callers, and I recognize of your numbers. Hello. Tonight's conversation, Flint, Michigan, water crisis. A once quiet crisis in Flint is now drawing voluminous concern from around the nation as celebrities, politicians, and presidential candidates steer attention to the toxic tap water in one of Michigan's biggest and most beleaguered cities. I never would have thought I'd be drinking contaminated water surrounded by the Great Lakes. Flint, Michigan is having a water crisis. Currently, the National Guard and Red Cross are handing out bottled water and filters to residents. On January 16th, President Obama declared a federal emergency in Flint, freeing up $5 million in federal aid. According to the EPA, the maximum safe level of lead in drinking water is zero parts per billion. Five is the threshold for concern. Flint water has been regularly tested above 100 ppb by a Virginia Tech research team. And in at least one home, the team measured above 13,000. 5,000 is considered toxic waste by the agency. That water is much more corrosive, and that corrosivity is causing the lead to leach out of lead service lines, galvanized pipe, and copper lines that use lead solder. Flint, like many once booming industrial towns in Michigan, has been in so much financial trouble that the state appointed emergency managers to take care of the budget and rein in spending. Here's the plan. In 2013, those emergency managers authorized a move to join the Karagandi Water Authority. Well, as the emergency manager appointed to uh, Flint uh, in, uh, I think it was 2013, uh, it was my responsibility to oversee the decision that had been made regarding uh, the transfer from uh, Flint uh, from BWSD to uh, the Karagandi water system. At the end of 2013, three years before the new pipeline was finished, Detroit notified Flint it would stop selling the city water by April 2014. So Flint needed water. It chose the nearby Flint River. 
When the water source was switched, an additive that prevents corrosion of pipes wasn't used, despite being mandated by federal law. It would have cost approximately $100 a day. Almost immediately, complaints came in of discolored, poor-tasting, and foul-smelling water. In September 2015, out of suspicion of high levels of lead in the water, Dr. Mona Hana Atisha, a local doctor, began testing the blood of local children. This research is concerning. These results are concerning. And when our national guiding organizations tell us primary prevention is the most important thing and that lead poisoning is potentially irreversible, um, then we have to say something. She found that the lead levels had doubled on average and even tripled in some children. Virginia Tech professor Mark Edwards claimed that the corrosiveness of the water was causing lead to leach into the water supply. It's gotten so dire that a family fun night was held at a Flint elementary school to encourage children to have their blood tested. A major concern is that about half of Flint's roughly 40,000 homes are at least 50 years old, and many have old lead pipes or lead solder. The city has switched back to its original water source with Detroit, but the city's water still has high levels of lead, and now the number of Legionnaire's disease infections, which has spread through water, has increased dramatically. And that recent $5 million from the federal government? It's a start. But Michigan Governor Rick Snyder's application for federal aid suggested it may take as much as $100 million to fix Flint's water. It's hard to put anything about this issue in a nutshell, but there is a situation. But here is the situation as we know it. In charge of the city's budget amid a financial emergency, the state decided to temporarily switch Flint's water source to Lake Huron to the Flint River at a cost-saving measure until a new supply line to Lake Huron was ready. The river had a reputation for nastiness, and after the April 14th switch, residents complained their water looked, smelled, and tasted funny. Virginia Tech researchers found the water was highly corrosive. A class action lawsuit alleges the State Department of Environmental Quality didn't treat the water for corrosion in accordance with federal law. And because so many service lines to Flint are made of lead, the noxious element leached into the water of the city's homes. The city switched back to the Lake Huron water supply in October, but the damage was already done to the lead pipes. The state is now handing out filters and bottled water with the National Guard. Melissa Mays says the ominous change in the water was particularly noticeable at bath time. My youngest would tell me, Mom, it's yellow and it's a filmy, gross, foamy thing, and it would smell like open sewer. But we were being told we're still getting used to the new system. It's safe. It's okay. But it wasn't okay. Far from it. Flint's tap water was laced with dangerous levels of lead. The state knew about it and did nothing. The trouble began two years ago when the state decided to switch Flint from Detroit's drinking water to a new system. But the new system wouldn't be ready for two years. In the meantime, to save money, they switched to the Flint River water. Three, two, one. That first decision turned out to be a mistake, as did nearly every step the state took after it. Michigan's Department of Environmental Quality shoulders much of the blame, what a preliminary task force report calls an abysmal public response. At the time, the state agency told Flint it didn't have to add an anti-corrosive agent to the water, saying it was not necessary until two six-month monitoring periods had been conducted. In other words, they were willing to wait a year to see whether the water was safe. All the while, highly corrosive river water flowed through the city's lead pipes, leaching lead and other dangerous metals into the water supply. And what came out of the tap in many homes was toxic. Almost immediately, residents started complaining. Their water was brown. Some people developed rashes, became sick. Early tests revealed fecal coliform bacteria, so the city and state officials added chlorine to the water supply and told people to boil their water. Both mistakes, which can actually increase the level of lead. At city meetings, residents were repeatedly told the water was safe. We found the worst lead in water contamination that I have seen in 25 years. And believe me, I've seen a lot. Residents didn't find out about the lead until this man stepped in. 
Mark Edwards is a Virginia Tech researcher who tested the water early last year. It was very scary to see the levels of lead that were hazardous waste levels of lead coming out of her tap water. That's right. The lead levels in one home were so high, water from the tap could be considered hazardous waste. His testing led to this EPA memo, an interim report which was leaked last summer. It said the high levels of lead in the water were especially alarming because the state's water testing was flawed, so the true lead levels were probably much higher. We were just waiting for the appropriate authorities to help Flint residents to enforce federal law. When Flint's former mayor asked the EPA for more information, he was shot down, as you can see in this email exchange obtained by CNN. The EPA regional director writes, the preliminary draft report should not have been released outside the agency, and that only when the report is revised and fully vetted will it be shared with the city. But that wouldn't happen until months later. Meanwhile, families were still drinking water poisoned with lead. The EPA blames the state, saying in a statement to CNN, what happened in Flint should not have happened, and that the EPA's ability to oversee was impacted by failures and resistance at the state and local levels. The state was continuing with its own mistakes, according to Mark Edwards, butchering a round of water testing. They not only tested the wrong homes, but altered the reports, eliminating tests from two homes that would have shown toxic levels of lead. The state says the changes were legitimate. They fabricated a report that made it appear like uh, Flint was passing the lead and copper rule with flying colors. In the fall, the government admitted that there was lead in the water and Flint was switched back to Detroit's water supply. But it wasn't until earlier this month that the state of Michigan started bringing in bottled water and declared a state of emergency. I had a caller on the line that chatted with me as I played that cannot believe that the state fabricated information broadcast to its residents that the water was safe. I can believe it. They were willing to wait a year before they began testing to see if the water was safe at all. Here are the five most recent developments. State of emergency on three levels. Mayor Karen Weaver who took office two months ago, and Governor Rick Schneider, who's been at the state's helm since 2011, have both declared states of emergency with Schneider, calling in the National Guard to help deliver clean water to the city's nearly 100,000 residents. Responding to Weaver's and Schneider's cry for federal assistance, which Schneider said would help with temporary housing and home repairs, President Barack Obama also issued a state of emergency at the end of January. The Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Department of Homeland Security will lead Washington's response. State Attorney General Bill Schwent is also taking action and said he will investigate how the crisis unfolded in an effort to determine if any laws were broken. You'd see me give the hardest side eye right now. The situation in Flint is a human tragedy in which families are struggling with even the most basic parts of daily life, he said in a statement. Here's how Flint residents are coping today. We've been dealing with this for 20 months. We've been screaming about our water being wrong for 20 months. We brought the science the middle of 2015 to them. With their own state testing, we proved that there was a widespread lead problem. And then we brought in Virginia Tech and proved it again. And then we have medical research, their own information. Kurt Guyette from the ACLU of Michigan, through his Freedom of Information Act, We've proven over and over that the water's poisoned, yet we're still getting served up contaminated water through destroyed pipes, and we are still being billed the highest rates for the lowest quality water, and people are still getting sick. It's unbelievable that this happens in 2016, Great Lakes State. Mm. I was just talking to that lead researcher from Virginia Tech just yesterday about all of this. Um, and I think, you know, when, when people are watching, I'm sure their hearts go out to you from all, all across the country, and they think, okay, well, well, why don't you move? Why don't you leave Flint? And you say you can't. Tell me why. You can't. Um, we own our home, and you, are, you cannot sell your home legally if you have a known copper and lead problem, and that's all of us. 
unless you replace your own service line, your interior plumbing, your hot water heater, anything that's contaminated, we're stuck. Most people are just leaving. They're going to deal with bankruptcy just to get out, to get safe water. And that, that shouldn't happen. Again, this is America. We've bought our homes. We've paid our dues. We've paid our bills. There's no reason why we're trapped the way we are or being forced out the way we are. You catch that at the end? They cannot sell their home if they know there's a lead contamination problem. What are these 100,000 people supposed to do? other than leave and file for bankruptcy, thus destroying their credit for the next 20 years. Could this happen to you? What would you do? Flint's water garnered some attention when leading Democratic presidential hopefuls Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders' book made a point of mentioning it during a recent debate. Sanders called out Snyder, a Republican, demanding his resignation and asserting that a man who acts that irresponsibly should not stay in power. A moment about the issue of Flint, Michigan. On the Flint lead poisoning disaster, you have both been highly critical of Governor Rick Snyder of Michigan and how the state in Michigan both caused the lead poisoning problem and has not acted fast enough to fix it. You have both been outspoken on that. The fact is Michigan, though, has not fixed it. There is no door-to-door delivery of clean water in Flint even today. Not a single lead pipe has been replaced in Flint even today. If the state is failing... Would you, Secretary Clinton, would you as president order a federal response to get it right over and above the wishes of the state? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Rachel, you and I have talked about this before. I thank you for going to Flint to hold that town hall. I will be in Flint at the mayor's invitation on Sunday to get a in-depth briefing about what is and is not happening. This is an emergency. Every day that goes by that these people, particularly the children, are not tested so we can know what steps must be taken to try to remediate the effects of the poisoning that they have been uh, living with is a day lost in a child's life. And I know from the work that I've done over so many years, lead, the toxic nature of lead can affect your brain development, your body development, your behavior. So I absolutely believe that What is being done is not sufficient. We need to be absolutely clear about everything that should be done from today to tomorrow into the future to try to remedy the terrible burden that the people of Flint are bearing. And that includes fixing their pipes. It includes guaranteeing whatever health care and educational uh, embellishments they may need going forward. Uh, And I think the federal government has ways where it can bill the state of Michigan. If Michigan won't do it, there have to be ways that we can begin to move and then make them pay for it and hold them accountable. Senator Sanders. President Obama could be ordering done right now in Flint, Michigan, that are not being done, that you as president would do? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I I think the secretary described the situation appropriately. Uh, You know, I I don't go around asking for governor's resignations every day. In fact, I think I never have in my life. But I did ask for the resignation of Governor Snyder because his irresponsibility was so outrageous. What we are talking about are children being poisoned. That's what we're talking about. We don't know. No one knows for sure because they haven't even done the appropriate studies. But there's no question that kids' uh, intellectual development may have been impacted. We don't know how many thousands. The idea that there has not been a dramatic response is beyond comprehension. And when you have one of the, I think, significant public health crises of recent years, of course the federal government comes in. And of course the federal government says you're not going to be poisoning uh, little kids and impacting their entire lives. Last point on this, and I suspect the secretary agrees. One wonders if this were a white suburban community, what kind of response there would have been. Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan is a poor community. It is disproportionately African-American and minority. And what has happened there is absolutely unacceptable. All right. Thank you. Uh, Secretary Clinton, let me turn it. Clinton said she sent a top campaign aide to meet with the mayor of Flint 
and said she had gone on a TV show to call for action. I think every single American should be outraged, Clinton said. We've had a city in the United States of America where the population, which is poor in many ways, and majority African-American has been drinking and bathing in lead-contaminated water, and the governor of that state acted as though he really didn't care. Well, Lester, I spent a lot of time last week being outraged by what's happening in Flint, Michigan, and I think every single American should be outraged. We've had a city in the United States of America where the population, which is poor in many ways, and majority African-American, has been drinking and bathing in lead-contaminated water. And the governor of that state acted as though he didn't really care. He had requests for help that he basically stonewalled. I'll tell you what, if the kids in a rich suburb of Detroit had been drinking contaminated water and being bathed in it, there would have been action. So I sent my top campaign aide down there to talk to the uh, mayor of Flint to see what I could do to help. And I issued a statement about what we needed to do. And then I went on a TV show and I said it was outrageous that the governor hadn't acted and within two hours he had. I want to be a president who takes care of the big problems and the problems that are affecting the people. Schneider responded on Twitter that political statements and finger-pointing were a distraction to those working to solve the crisis. Numbers back up that characterization of Flint, where 57% of residents are black and more than 41% of residents live beneath the poverty line, as compared to the state and national rates of 17 and 15%, respectively. Joining the political heavies are familiar names in Hollywood, some of the city's favorite sons and daughters. We will talk about the activism surrounding Flint, Michigan, and their water crisis when we return from this quick show break. City's favorite sons and daughters, namely filmmaker Michael Moore, actress Sandra Bernhardt, and singer Cher, have come together to lend support to Flint, Michigan during this crisis. Cher and bottler Icelandic Glacial are joining forces to donate 181,440 bottles of water, slated for delivery to a local food bank this Wednesday. Bernard has been active on the talk show circuit and social media, instructing her fans and followers on the best ways to get clean water to her hometown. Here is Cher and Flint Mayor Karen Weaver on The View. Mayor Weaver from Flint, Michigan, is still with us via satellite, and among the people both moved and enraged by this crisis is our friend Cher, who joins us on the phone right now. Hello, Cher. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Cher. Ladies, um, thanks both for sticking around. Cher, my first question is for you. You've been really vocal on Twitter, on social media about this tragedy. I want to read one of your tweets to everyone. You say, I believe most elected officials are greedy, dumb, self-serving, and do little to nothing for the people in their care. Why are you so outspoken, Cher, about this particular crisis? Well, actually, I became interested in Michigan before this crisis because of uh, because of the emergency manager situation you know michigan is basically a dictatorship because the government appoints these people they're they're called emergency managers they can go into any community any county and they can usurp the authority of the people of of all the people that are government elected officials so they can come in and do anything and I had read something that wasn't this devastating, but it, it made me angry. When this happened, I was outraged. I, I mean, I, I, I know what it's like. You know, I grew up as a poor child, and I know what it's like to have no one care about you or to have no, no power. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it, it just, it, it, I just cannot tell you the outrage that I feel. Right. Also, Thanks. this is going to cause 
permanent damage, this is a way to keep people in a, in a situation that doesn't allow them to have the equality that they need. And, and this happens, it's, it's happening in pregnant women, it happens in babies. It, I mean, I cannot believe the governor said he would let his grandchildren bathe in this water. I mean, he's either a liar or an idiot. Cher, thank you. Um, thank you so much, Cher. This is Sherry Shepard. Mayor, speaking of what Cher just said about the permanent effects, this is multi-generational, these effects. So you have, I love that everybody's coming forward. Cher has gotten 200,000 bottles of water. For 100,000 people, that's equal to two bottles of water. But the lasting effects, the cognitive delays, Mm -hmm. the behavioral, the memory loss, the miscarriages, IQs being affected in the children, how are you addressing that long-lasting effect? And you know what? That's exactly right. And and um, that's damage that's already been done. And that's why I'm saying we need the financial support to to assist our families because they are going to need. We we have put together a comprehensive plan. Uh, for our families because there are going to be mental health services, special education services, foster care and adoption services, the juvenile justice system, the school. Everybody has been impacted by this. And some of these kids will will need these kinds of services and supports for the rest of their life. One of the things that uh, has been set up, because we can't even begin to anticipate everything we're going to need. We think we've done a, a great job, and I haven't covered everything, but there has been, let me read this, Flint Child Health and Development Fund. I know it's on your website at The View where people can donate to this fund because there are going to be lasting effects. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we can't begin to know what all of them are, but we know that people will need help for a lifetime. Uh, Cher, let me ask you something. Uh, it's Joy, one of your biggest fans. Hey, Joy. Uh, Can I just say, I'd like to just say something. I've been supporting a clean health water a clean health water company that works in Africa and India. It never occurred to me that we would have to have a company wow. involved that would do something mm-hmm. something right. to help people in America. Well, I know. Right. right. We didn't either. <laughs> money. It's all always about money and greed. And uh, from what I've heard you say, Cher, you, you're totally correctly outraged by Governor Snyder's lack of action. You called him a dictator and stupid, what have you. Um, do you think he should just resign? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I mean, because I think it, taking complete responsibility is stepping down when you see what you've done. And, you, and he knew what he was doing. He knew it. How about going to jail? Anybody going to jail over this, Mayor? Well, nope. been a lot of I, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, said, I said that he's wearing his pinstripes in the wrong direction. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, we want to... I just wanted to say, um, Mayor Weaver, I'm a fellow Michigander. My, whole, my dad was born and raised in Flint, Michigan, Ferris Family Furniture and Jeweler. You may have heard of it. Oh, yes, my uncles own that store. Okay. So the entire Ferris family is in Flint, so I just want to thank you for doing your best to take care of my family. Thank That's you, what Mayor. I wanted to take thank you. Thank you. And Cher, thank you. Thank you, Cher, for grabbing that big megaphone and microphone that you have and advocating for the That's good right. people of Flint. That's right. Thank and you so much, Perhaps it's unsurprising that more, his film Roger and Me focused on the closing of a General Motors plant in Flint, and he's also known for bowling, bowling for Columbine, had the most radical celebrity response. He started a petition calling for Snyder's arrest, saying Michigan effectively poisoned not just some, but apparently all of the children in my hometown. You wrote in Time magazine, quote, let me not mince words. This is a racial crime. If it were happening in right. another country, we'd call it ethnic cleansing. Explain what you mean. Flint is a majority black city. This is, this is a very poor city. Officially, they trying to hurt them. I, I'm just saying in terms of ethnic cleansing. I don't believe there was a want to see conference where they sat around the table and, right. and said, hey, what should we do today? Let's poison Flint. Right. But what they did do is they made a decision, just like the car companies, just like lots of people, where they go, what's going to cost us more? Put the $7 part in the car or the lawsuits we're going to get from the accidents it's going to cause. Yeah. This is a cover-up. It's fraud. It's, it's, it's a version of manslaughter now because we have 10 people that have died from Legionnaire's disease, 87 cases. Well, the doctors now are saying, yes, it's connected to this Flint River water. I mean, it's, it's just they could have done, they could have fixed this at any point in time. But once they saw that they'd made the mistake, I think like a lot of politicians, they figured these people are poor. 
They didn't vote for us. They don't have any political power. And so, you know, we'll see what we can do. Because his first statements, when this first got revealed, he said, oh, you know, lead is seasonal. That was one of his first lines. Nobody knew what that meant. Mm. Then he says, well, you get lead from paint, you get lead from this or that or whatever. He tried to cover it up, tried to change the subject. He's, again, here we are sitting still talking about this. Flint doesn't need bottled water sent to it. All right? Yeah. We need those pipes replaced, and not a single pipe has been replaced since they discovered lead in the water. A Snyder spokesman called the petition inflammatory at the time. When Snyder's administration is working very closely with our partners in Flint and Genesee County to address health and safety issues. Address health and safety issues now. Mayor worries about the long term. State officials initially told residents everything was okay. Then Mayor Dane Walling even made a point to drink the water on local TV until Virginia Tech researchers in August performed tests and found the elevated lead levels. The scope of the problem came into even better focus when local pediatrician Mona Hanna Atisha announced that records showed lead levels in toddlers had doubled, and in some cases tripled, since the switch from Lake Haran. Lead poisoning is dangerous for anyone. The related woes include skin lesions. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going through the change. <laughs> the related woes include skin lesions, hair loss, vision loss, memory loss, depression, and anxiety, according to a class action lawsuit but Weaver seems equally worried about the future. Research shows lead exposure can affect a developing child's IQ, resulting in learning disabilities. Weaver worries that Flint will need an influx of funding in the future to deal with mental health issues and an increase in the juvenile justice system. There could be greater demand for adoptive and foster parents as a result of social services needed due to the detrimental effects of the high blood lead levels. She has said. Look right at me. Look right at me. When her son Gavin started to become ill, it was subtle. So subtle, Leanne Waters wouldn't have been blamed for missing it. Okay, look right at me. Keep your head straight. How about over here? How many? One. Okay, good job. Look up. Look down. Do, do you have any? Do, do your fingers feel numb at all? But one day she looked at Gavin, and then looked at his twin brother Garrett side by side. The difference was staggering. The size he is right now is pretty much the size he was last February, February 5th um, of 2015. So oh, almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. year ago, yes. How much does he weigh versus his twin? He's 35.8 pounds and his twin is 53 pounds. For months they had been drinking the same water, but Gavin was showing the effects of being poisoned by lead. And such is the nature of lead poisoning. It can affect people very differently, even twins. Do you know what the number was? 6.5. What, and what is normal? Um, nothing. There's no safe exposure to lead. It's a mantra repeated by doctors all over the world. No lead, not even a little bit, is acceptable because we know more than ever what it does to the body. When lead is ingested or inhaled, no organ in the body is spared. Lead even attacks the DNA, affecting not just you, but your future children. All of it essentially irreversible. Equally frustrating, the symptoms could show up now or years from now. Wait, watch, and see. How do you live your life like that? Setting. He's four. The lead was coming from the corroded pipes carrying water. The longer the water was in the pipes, the more hazardous it became. One of the problems is that the Walters house is one of the furthest away from the treatment facility. It partly explains why the testing here was among the highest, 13,000 parts per billion. To give you some context, five parts per billion would be cause for concern. 5,000 parts per billion is associated with toxic waste. This home, 13,000 parts per billion. But of course, it's not just one home. It's an entire community here in Flint. 100,000 people live here, 10%, 10,000 of whom are under the age of six. And they're the ones who are most at risk. When pediatricians hear anything about lead, we, we absolutely freak out. It wasn't a freak out at first. But doctors in Flint started hearing whispers about elevated lead levels in the water in 2014. So Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha started looking at lead levels in her young patients. And what she found was shocking. The percentage of children with lead poisoning doubled in the city of Flint. And in some neighborhoods, it actually tripled. She sounded the alarm to state officials as loudly as she could. But no one listened. Instead, we were attacked. 
So I was called an unfortunate researcher, uh, that I was uh, causing near hysteria, and that the state numbers were not consistent with our findings. Maybe denial was so easy because of this. Flint, a city surrounded by some of the largest freshwater lakes in the world, was now delivering some of the world's most contaminated water to its citizens. In October of 2014, General Motors, you say, stopped using the water because it was corroding their parts. Right. That seems like a pretty obvious clue. Yeah, so red flags, like loud alarms should have been going off in people's brains. If it's corroding engine parts, what is it doing to our plumbing that is predominantly lead-based? Water that could corrode engine parts. Just imagine what it was doing to the body and brain of Gavin Walters. These kids did nothing wrong. They did nothing wrong except being poor. In May, Professor Mark Edwards from Virginia Tech and Dr. Mona Hanna Atisha sounded an alarm about lead in Flint's water. Governor says, look, you can have anything you want. Uh, anything, Mona. I want a rewind button to April 2014. <laughs> um, that's what I want. Um, because you can't undo this. You cannot undo this. If there's ever been a U.S. city in need of a rewind button, it's Flint, Michigan. More than a third of the people here are living in poverty. Life expectancy is 10 to 20 years shorter than the rest of the state. There's not a full-scale grocery store anywhere in sight. And then we got lead. Like, if you were to think of something to put in a population to keep them down for this generation and generations to come, it would be lead. It's just a loss of words. But they, Dr. Mona, Leanne, the 100,000 citizens of Flint, have to believe that clean water will return one day soon. Do you know why people have been putting you on TV lately? Yeah. Why? Because they wanted to put us on TV. Yeah. So they can see us. Because you're handsome. Yep. Yep. Governor Rick Schneider announced the number of cases of Legionnaire's disease has spiked in Genesee County in the two years since Flint switched its water supply from the Great Lakes to the Flint River. But the increase cannot be directly attributed to the switch, says Nick Lyon, director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Not all the people who got Legionnaires were exposed to Flint water, he said. See me rolling my eyes wherever you are. From June 2014 to November 2015, at least 87 county residents developed Legionnaires disease, compared to between 6 and 13 cases in the four preceding years. Ten patients died. Health officials are not changing recommendations about how Flint residents should deal with the water crisis. They should keep drinking bottled water and use water filters, Snyder said. Legionnaire's disease is a respiratory bacterial infection usually spread through mist that comes from a water source. It is not transmitted person to person. Symptoms of the disease include fever, chills, and a cough. CDC estimates 8,000 to 18,000 people are hospitalized with Legionnaire's disease in the United States every year. I'm going to take a moment. Michigan resident Antel Babette published an article in the scientificparent.org called Trouble in the Water, the Poisonous Price of Fiscal Conservatism in Flint, Michigan. And as a parent of children that live in the area, someone who grew up there, he gives a perspective on what's happening, what's going to happen. And how it feels. There was a insert he had given us about the effects of lead on adults. Memory loss, lack of concentration, headaches, irritability, depression, constipation, nausea, poor appetite, damage including numbness and pain in the extremities, fatigue, joint and muscle pain, high blood pressure, abnormal function and damage of the kidneys. In men, decreased sex drive and sperm count. Um, if men knew this was happening, they would have stopped. And sperm abnormalities. In women, spontaneous miscarriage. Whoa. In children, brain damage, behavior problems, lower IQ, hearing loss, learning disabilities, decreased bone and muscle growth, nervous system damage, kidney damage, anemia. Whew. Pointed out. There is a lot of finger pointing surrounding the crisis, and he realizes that a lot of those fingers are aimed in his direction. He apologized for the debacle earlier this month. Everyone interviewed for a recent story, including resident city workers, 
Instead, they hold Snyder and the State Department of Environmental Quality responsible. Really an alarming story. Growing anger over tainted lead-poisoned water in Flint, Michigan that may have been in people's water supply for more than a year. This is not a natural disaster. Right. This is not a mistake. Others are echoing Flint native Michael Moore's message. Jesse Jackson calling the city a crime scene. Also, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders expressing outrage during the debate, calling for Michigan Governor Rick Snyder to resign. And right now, there is a large group of people protesting in front of the governor's mansion house, his house rather, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's where CNN correspondent Sarah Gannam is right now. So, so Sarah, these protesters, they're calling for his resignation? They're actually calling for his arrest, Jim. These people out here, about 150, uh, 200 people have been out here for the past hour in the freezing cold. These, these people are angry. They're upset. These are residents of Flint. They're upset with how this happened, how they feel like their health care was had to take a backseat to cost-cutting measures, how this took so long for officials to acknowledge that there was lead in their water, Jim. They're upset that they believe that a 400% spike in Legionnaire's disease over the two years that they had different water, Flint River water, flowing through their taps. Uh, ten people died. They're upset about that. They're angry that they're still paying for this water that's flowing through their taps. Earlier today, we were at a resident's house. The water coming into her bathtub was blue, and it had specks of black in it, Jim. That's what these people are angry about. They're angry that it took nearly two years for FEMA and the National Guard to be called in. And as you mentioned, it's not just them that are angry. This has become a national political issue with Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders talking about it last night at the presidential debate. Rick Snyder, the governor here in Michigan, has taken to Twitter to respond saying this, quote, political statements and finger pointing from politicians, I'm sorry, from political candidates only distract from solving the Flint water crisis. He's also said that he's established a task force that will uh, determine exactly what happened. So far, one state official has been fired over this, has re resigned over this. But that's not enough, enough for these people here. They want more accountability. As you hear, they believe this goes all the way to the top. Jim? Sarah, this is the key question for me. Is there evidence, and I think for many people watching this story, that officials knew the water was poisoned before they warned the residents of Flint, Michigan? So as public documents be begin to come into the public domain, we are learning that there is evidence that state officials knew as far back as February that certain Flint homes had very high levels of lead in their water and that as early as April, the EPA was aware of some of that as well. Now, the, the issue here is that the people were not told until August. And when they were told in August, that was not even by the state or government officials. That was by a Virginia Tech researcher who stepped in. And it wasn't until October that they took any steps to remedy so now the question is, for all of those months that they had the data, why weren't they acting, Jim? No question. I mean, just alarming to watch this play out. Sarah Ganim in Flint, Michigan. Thank you. Uh, in Ann Arbor, rather. A 2011 study found that before water from the Flint River could be considered potable, it would need to be treated by an anti-corrosion agent, a measure that would have cost the state about $100 a day. Experts say the water treatment would have prevented 90% of the problems with Flint's water. FEMA is now stepping in as the city of Flint, Michigan, deals with an emergency water crisis. This morning, the National Guard will be walking door-to-door -door with volunteers, delivering clean, lead-free drinking water to people. Michigan's Governor Rick Snyder activated the Guard yesterday, many questioning what took him so long. The point is, is we got inaccurate information back from the people that responded. And we eventually got the right information, and we took prompt action when we got the right information. Snyder has been widely criticized, protesters calling for his arrest. One resident hoping Snyder sees the pain he says the governor caused. I want him to stay in office and see what mess he's created here. I want him to see the people he's hurt, and his administration is hurt. Ryan Young is following uh, the story from Chicago. Tell us more, Ryan. 
Well, Carol, you know, people are really angry about this. You're talking about lead in the water levels. And, in fact, we all might take this for granted, the fact that when we go to the water fountain, we get clean water. I contacted some people in Flint, Michigan, and they told me this right here, a bottle of water is very scarce to find in that area. In fact, to even brush your teeth, you have to have another source of water. And for months, people claim they had no idea the unsafe levels were inside their own uh, drinking water supplies. This happened after Flint, Michigan decided to switch off their water from Detroit, Michigan, and start using water from the Flint River. And, of course, that had uh, some lead in it. And when it came through the lead pipes in the area, they did not treat that. And once it went into the homes, now you have people who have high lead levels in their bloodstream. We've also been told only 2% of the population has been tested. So a lot of people are going around town looking for waters like this. They have to go to community centers to find clean water. And we're talking about brown brackish water that people have been dealing with for months, and they said it smells as well. And lead obviously has long-term effects. Now, there's a congressman in the area who put out a statement and talked about the idea of why he wants the governor to start pushing forward with some more initiatives to get clean water back into people's hands. In fact, I'll read from the statement that says, Flint needs more action and less talk from Governor Snyder. It's important to remember that this crisis was created by a state-appointed emergency financial manager and it is the state's ultimate responsibility to act and make it right. That statement goes on to say, At the State of the Union tonight, I spoke to President Obama and reiterated my call for federal assistance due to the lack of sufficient response from the state. I will continue to do everything I can to get immediate resources to help address the ongoing crisis. That's from Congressman Dan Kildee. Look, people have been talking about this for quite some time. In fact, heard one church supervisor talk about breaking down water bottles in from six packs to three packs so people can ride home with it on their bikes. You're talking about an economically disadvantaged area where people are still paying for their water bills despite the fact that most of them can't even use the water. So they're really looking to see the help from the National Guard, hoping there'll be a change and hoping that FEMA will step in and take over for the state that's obviously uh, they feel has been too slow to act. Attorneys will meet Tuesday to discuss two new class action lawsuits filed by Flint residents that target the governor, the State Department of Environmental Quality, and the former Flint emergency managers who took control of the city's purse strings after the financial emergency, among others, said Eric Hood, who is coordinating media for the plaintiffs. The suits will detail government officials' culpability and will provide a more detailed timeline that the previously filed federal lawsuit has not, Hood said. For International Lead today, President Obama will sit down this afternoon with the mayor of Flint, Michigan, to talk about the environmental disaster in her city. For nearly two years, residents have been subjected to drinking water with elevated levels of lead. Complaints to authorities fell on deaf ears. In addition to the presidential meeting today, two class action lawsuits are being filed today, blaming high-level government officials for the toxic water on the list of people being sued. Michigan Governor Rick Snyder, a Republican who acknowledged in an interview that the Flint water crisis is his Hurricane Katrina. Snyder's expected to talk more about the toxic water during his State of the State address this evening. Let's bring in CNN correspondent Sarah Gannon. She's in Lansing, Michigan. Sarah, what kind of personal injuries and physical damages are being cited in these lawsuits? This lawsuit talks about hair loss, Jake, skin lesions, neurological and psychological changes in these people that they believe is from drinking water that was tainted with lead and other heavy metals because of this water crisis here. They also are seeking damages for things, uh, mitigating ways that they can mitigate these things that have happened to them. You know, lead poisoning is not, re is not reversible. It's not something you can cure, but there are ways that you can work toward mitigating it, like proper nutrition and early childhood education. Well, we're talking about Flint here, Jake, a town with 40% poverty. They don't even have a grocery store. They don't have the money to, uh, to, to give people to mitigate this, uh, this problem. And that's what they're looking for tonight in this state of the state address that the governor is going to give. They're looking for answers and also for money that they're expecting him to devote resources to the town of Flint to help them get through this. Now, you mentioned that he said yesterday in an interview with the National Journal that this was his Katrina. Well, that's how residents in Flint feel, too. They feel like they were let down. They feel like the response was poor. Someone uh, who you will not see here tonight. 
At this State of the State address is the mayor of Flint, and that's because she's meeting today with President Obama. He is actually appointing a team from the Department of Health and Human Services to come here to Flint tomorrow to deal with the coordinating the response on the ground here, Jake. All right, Sarah Gannon, thank you so much. The issue in Flint, Michigan is not new. In fact, there are thousands of people in the United States and Canada that are going through the same thing on native reservations. The governments that are allowing this to continue should be held accountable and jailed for their knowledge of this and not correcting the problem. I think that it's time to get rid of the corruption in government and move honest, caring, and compassionate people into their seats. At least they will work for the taxpayer's money and get the job done. Could this happen to you? This isn't an isolated case. Ask Mount Harab in Wisconsin. A new report by the Wisconsin Center for Investigative Journalism is highlighting that same problem right here in Wisconsin. That report shows Nearly 4,000 children across the state tested positive for high levels of lead in their blood in 2014. One of the most affected communities is right here in Dane County. Leah Lynchide reports on the problem from Mount Horeb. Since he first opened his Mount Horeb homeopathic clinic, 19 years ago. Jim Walters hasn't had one sip of the water here. No. The holistic doctor and his family have a couple of good reasons to turn off the tap. Because it tastes terrible. Our water just a little corrosive, so it caused the leaching of the lead into the water system. According to federal law, lead levels in drinking water need to be below 15 parts per billion. Water here in Mount Horeb tested at 9,370 parts per billion back in 2012, the highest in state history. More recently, in 2013, 16% of water samples tested in the community were higher than that federal standard. For the past two decades, Mount Horeb has worked to correct that problem, sometimes passing federal tests, sometimes failing. And now at this point, we've made a decision to replace roughly 12 lead services per year. The repiping process could take 15 or more years. And in the meantime, the city's asked residents to run water for a few minutes before using it. And if you have small children, they recommend buying bottled. I've been studying water since 1979 or 1980. But you didn't have to tell Walters that. I pretty much stay up on it all. Previous experience with water problems across the country has taught him, when in doubt, use a filter. The contaminants are going to get removed either by your body or the filter, so buy a filter or be a filter. In Mount Horeb, I'm Leah Lynchide for WISC News 3. Leah, thank you. A reminder of the effects of lead consumption. Reduced intelligence, learning disabilities, and developmental problems, among other things, have all been linked to children exposed to lead. You can read the center's full report on our website, channel3000.com. CBS News reports 18 cities in Pennsylvania, including Pittsburgh, have higher lead exposure than Flint, Michigan. To tonight, trouble on tap, a community drowning in dirty water. So if you take a look here at my tub, that's what we've been having to deal with. Inside their homes, outside their homes, water families don't want to touch, much less drink. And if the sight of that water gave you a queasy feeling, you're not alone. Yeah, one family believes it might be making their children sick. Jake Reiner has the story only on two tonight. Jake, I know these families want action. Have you heard from anybody at the city who's working on this? Well, Bill, we did hear from the city late today. They say they are aware of the problem. They say they've fixed the problem and the water should be good to drink. But for residents that have been dealing with this problem for weeks and in some cases months, they say that's simply not good enough. What's wrong with this picture? It looked like a chocolate water fountain. And not the good kind of chocolate. Not the good kind that we want to eat or touch. A quick snapshot water review in Kingwood sounds a lot like this. That's nasty. Yuck. <laughs> Gross. Not, a, not pleasant. <laughs> I have family in other countries that have cleaner water than we do. Looking at it, what, what, what goes through your mind? What, what are you thinking? That's gross. I don't want to drink that. I don't want to bathe my kids, even after it runs clean. Especially Elizabeth Bustillo, a North Kingwood Forest resident of two years with three kids. They were sick last week. Um, it was a mysterious stomach virus. It was the worst that they've ever had. Valerie Johnson's got a pretty good idea of what Bustillo is talking about. I do feed this water to my animals. 
But not anymore, right? Not right now. No, not. I'm just worried about the color. And I just probably a lot of sediment, but I'm not interested in giving that to my animals. The water may look clean now, but Bustillo isn't quite satisfied. That doesn't really, is not really reassuring to you. It's not. As a matter of fact, I kind of do want um, the city of Houston to test the water for me. I want to know what's in our water. Now, we did receive this statement from the city reading, We have been told that crews are en route now to flush the lines and are hopeful that this will be a long-term solution to providing clear water. At this time, the water is safe to drink, bathe, and as well as cook with, and there is no need to boil. Now, we did find out that due to the calcium buildup in the lines, sediment is working its way through the system, causing residents to see that brown discoloration. Not an exactly an easy thing to see let alone drink or bathe in. For now, we're live in Kingwood. Jake Reiner, KPRC. That's Kingwood, Texas, also dealing with the same issue of poisoning in the water, as well as Pennsylvania, as well as Wisconsin, as well as Michigan. Still think this won't knock on your door? In Florida, the Republican-dominated legislature has passed a water bill that favors the state's biggest polluters. The rivers have been reduced to streams. The streams have all but vanished. The lakes stink with pollution. But no matter, Republicans have the ability to see no further than year-end profits, profits from their biggest donors. Infrastructure spending is constantly under attack. Agencies eviscerated, and the main aim of governors is to slash business taxes by $1 billion while shortchanging other important projects and needs to pay for it. Florida is indeed a utopia. All lives matter. This was the mantra purported by those on social media meant to counteract the response to the senseless killing of black women and men by law enforcement in America through the Black Lives Matter movement. But to all lives matter, here's a situation where we see people of color and people that have no representation because of their financial situation, spending years trying to get anyone's attention that their water was poisoning. And now that no, we cannot avoid it because it is knocking on our door, it's become a political issue to discuss. It horrifies me to think that tomorrow we could see a problem in my backyard. Well, what's our solution to this? Besides holding the government officials of Flint, Michigan, that lied, that falsified evidence in order to calm the fears, growing apprehension of residents whose water was turning brown right before their eyes, I think it's time for a political revolution. Maybe it is time to elect uh, representatives that are more compassionate, that understand that government is supposed to work for people not work to make the quickest profit off the backs of their constituents. Next week, we'll be talking about the growing political revolution in this country. Thank you for tuning in to the Final Word podcast tonight on Blog Talk Radio. All my callers on the line, thanks for participating in the discussion as my sound clips played. It's been a while since I've been on the air, so it's kind of the reason why there was a bit of a lag. I was chatting it up with people that had a lot to say. We hope you'll tune in next Sunday as we continue to discuss current events, politics, and all the hot-button issues across your news feeds. Next week, we'll be making the case for New Hampshire Senator Bernie Sanders as his bid for president continues on through the country's Democratic primary. What are his policies? How does he differ from his opponent, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton? And how is he going to pay for it all? The Final Word podcast airs live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can interact with me and listeners of the show on our various social media platforms. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Final Word Podcast. On Twitter, The Final Word P-O-D. And remember to follow us here on blogtalkradio.com where we provide you a place to stream shows and download them onto your mobile device or computer. We are also available to download on iTunes. We encourage, as always, your comments and feedback, so tune in next week and let's see who gets the final word. Good night. Happy Valentine's Day.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.